0: Welcome to Therapy Unchained, a podcast dedicated to empowerment, motivation, and to provide relevant content for individuals, couples, parents, and pre- and post-adoption families. I'm your host, Tammy Austin, a licensed mental health counselor in Central Florida. To find more information and to get resources, visit my website, therapyunchained.com. This podcast is not to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. So, so our topic tonight is going to be, and I'll repeat it again when everybody else gets on, but the topic tonight is, who do you think you are? The birthday edition.
1: You know, I think about um, Louis, um, Henry Louis Gates with that.
0: Who do you mm-hmm. think you are? Mm-hmm. He does that geneal- genealogical show. Yep, Mm -hmm. that very powerful genealogical show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it when people truly that thought they were one way find out. Mm (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a lot of surprises. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of
2: surprises. Interesting, Interesting, and just curious as to why this topic, this time, um, because it's very appropriate, at least Mm -hmm. for me. So I was just curious as as to why or how you came up with this topic at this time, at this place, and for this reason, what reason?
0: (laughs) Actually, last year um, if, uh, do you remember that the red women's, the, the women's, the red dress event, um, that we were at? Yeah. This was the topic that I was talking about then was who do you think you are? And, and that was, that was what was in the PowerPoint. So this has been in my, I guess, in my spirit for some time now. And, um, yeah, it, like for a couple of years. And so I just thought that this would be so cool to do, so basically doing a series. So I've done um, an interview with uh, someone who's a bodybuilder, a female bodybuilder. And um, yep, she's a bikini pro, fitness bikini pro. Um, and, and you know, she's African-American. And that's something that's not a lot of, you know, African-American women are in. Um, and she's over 50, Wow. And so yeah I was like okay you know to make the leap to to do that you know at a certain point in life and say hey this is what I'm going to go do you know and cuz it's a whole I mean it's a whole thing it becomes a whole lifestyle to do that so her her interview is pretty awesome because she talks about how she made the mental leap to get there
2: hmm.
3: Mhm
2: and but, I'm trying to remember um you know, because, you know, of course, you know, I was there for the conference. It was a great conference, but that was like a year and a half ago. I know it made an impact on me because, um you know, I was going through some mental, not mental, but emotional challenges that still have been happening even into this year. So these past two years has been uh, challenging and it's kind of like, Based on that, who do I think I am kind of concept. And it's kind of almost like a, a sneer. Like, who do you think you are? Who really do you think you are? Exactly, exactly.
0: And actually, let me back up. Let me have you all, if you just even want to say your first names. for First off, let me welcome you all to the Therapy Unchained podcast series called, Who Do You Think You Are? Um, I'm Tammy Austin. And my guests tonight are... Ladies, go ahead and let you introduce yourselves.
2: I'm Jackie <laughs> Gordon. Uh, been friends and colleagues to Tammy Austin for many, many years. Friends, colleagues, and work partners. And girlfriends. And girlfriends, <laughs> most important, for many, yeah. many years. Um, and uh, I guess, do we just say a little bit about what we are, what we do? or Yeah, certainly do that. Go ahead. Okay, well, just real quick, I'm retired from Orange County government, which is where, of course, Tammy and I worked for many years together. And currently, I am working as an independent contractor uh, through different agencies to uh, complete reports going actually to case management and DCF uh, for children that have been sheltered in the system. Foster care care. system? Foster Foster care. care. Mm -hmm. Foster care, relative care. Basically, they are out of their parents' care. Any child any child in the state of Florida now has to have one of these done if they have been actually sheltered by the department. They have to have a comprehensive behavior health assessment completed as part of their, um, I, I guess, list of services, we'll say. And um, I'm currently, I'm going to say right now, an unpublished author. I have completed my first children's book, which will be out very very soon, and um, I guess it's pretty much all for right now. Okay, well, well, nice to meet you, Jack. Me, me; I can talk up a storm, and and that's <laughs> to you, Jackie, because you and I haven't met. I can talk up talk up a storm. So, but I'm gonna <laughs> take a ther- take a breath, <laughs> take a breath. <laughs> okay,
1: um, give me just a minute. There you go. Hey. Hi. Hi. Okay, I'm on my iPad, so I'm just kind of trying to figure out where I should be so the camera can see me. Anyway, I'm Jackie. Actually, it's Jacqueline, but I guess probably from the day I was born, my mom just called me Jackie, so Mm -hmm. that's what I go by.
2: Same thing. I love
1: Jacqueline. Same thing,
0: right? Mm -hmm.
1: So anyway, I've known Tammy, gosh, how many years, Tammy?
0: Wow. Long time. Yeah, yeah, long time, long time. I think we
1: initially met at Faith Assembly. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, many, many years ago. And we and, evolved in so many words. It's part of our evolution. We evolved. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. We evolved.
1: um
0: Like you, Jackie, I, I just
1: retired in July. Mm-hmm. July 23rd from the University of Central Florida. Congratulations. In the, uh, thank you. In the College of Engineering and Computer Science.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was the HR director there. And I've worked in public service, probably the majority of my career in human resources, worked at Orange County government and then the clerk of the courts. And this was my second time at UCF. So I worked at Florida A&M, so yeah. So I've, I've been in public service for a long time. Yeah. Um, getting used to retirement. Um, I was bored, but then I came back to reality and said, why are you bored? You're retired. <laughs> Find something to do. So that's what I'm doing.
0: Um who do I think I am? You want me to answer that now,
1: Tammy, or no? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, we're gonna go ahead and get started. So yeah, so our top our topic tonight is really and especially even and and here's the thing, I want you all to mm-hmm. to think about um to think about just over the over the years, because I mm-hmm. I think was was great is we're all very close in age. And um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 though we've what's that what's that saying uh we may have come on different ships but we all in the same boat now kind of sort of <laughs> <laughs> kind of sort of you know at at at, the, at this point in life and i think you know there's 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 some value there's a lot of value to the roads mm-hmm. that we've traversed um You know, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to kick it around tonight and just talk about that. Like one of the questions we might even discuss tonight is what are some things, even as you think about who you, who do you think you are, what Mm -hmm. would you have said to your younger self even? Oh, well, who I think I am, I think it kind of changes, I would
1: say with each decade of my life, (laughs) Um, you know, in your twenties, you're this young person trying to figure things out in school, doing whatever, in the '30s, in my '30s, I was a wife and mom, and still a mom, obviously. But you know, just going through through different stages. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. You know, HR professional. Um, so there are a lot of roles. Uh, some roles, it's like I really kind of didn't want to embrace, but I realized that. I guess one thing I'm thinking about in particular that has been made plain to me since I retired is that, you know, I really do love to cook. Mm-hmm. And I used to hate it, really, because it was a drudgery. But, you know, um, just kind of taking that on and accepting it and being okay with it, because I, I don't know why I wasn't okay with it, but I wasn't. I'm good with it now. Um, and the the one part, I guess... Um, that the a reality I guess that I'm facing is like when I was working at UCF you know the kids kept getting people around me kept getting younger and younger and it's like you know you're getting a lot older <laughs> mm-hmm. that's been interesting <laughs> that's been an adjustment because in my head I don't feel like I'm about to be 63 in my head I feel like I'm still 35 mm-hmm. I just oh, know more
0: yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I just know more you know I, I know more uh, I just don't think of myself as 63 but I am um so that's been interesting my mom used to always say keep living when I ask her things or she'd say certain things but but that's who I am for now I don't know it could change
0: that's okay. part of life. yeah and I think that's important too to be open to change Mm-hmm. To be open to change and to be open to constantly wanting to grow. You yeah. Know? Yeah.
1: That's, that's the part um, that's important because my sister and her husband retired some time ago. And uh, her, well, I'll say she's our daughter-in-law. She said, you know, they used to be so active. And all of a sudden, it's like one day they decided they were old. And they just stopped doing things. And all they do is stay in the house. And so I was like, wow. I don't want to do that. Mm
2: -hmm. I really don't. I mean,
1: I'm forced to now because of COVID. We all are. But I just don't want to, in my head, decide I'm old and stop doing things that make life enjoyable. You
2: know? Totally, totally agree. I think the one thing that I wish I could tell myself one the one thing I wish I could tell myself that I know now that I didn't know or maybe knew but didn't do is being much better with my finances I I I regret the I I you know how can I put this I love the lifestyle but I regret how looking back now maybe it was very frivolous at the time that I should have had more balance, have some mm-hmm. quality, along with some financial responsibility, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I think I think it could be done because people do do it. People I know, mm-hmm. I'm sure, are much better off than myself at my age. And Jackie, you said you're 63. I'm 70. So okay, no, you don't look it. <laughs> Thank you. On here with all these divas. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you're right. Like None of us look our, our age. Head, like, I'm not 70. And, you know, like a couple of months ago, I'm not 69. I'm not. I look in the mirror and I don't see 69. Mm-hmm. Definitely not 70. So, yeah. And, and so it's kind of like, who do you think you are? I don't think I'm a 69 or 70 year old woman. I don't think I am. But, the reality is yes you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so balancing that head thing with the reality has been a little challenging the last couple of months as I'm as I'm uh evolving into 70 which now I am 70. This just this past August. So very very Oh, fresh. happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, very fresh into the septuagenarian, how do you pronounce it? Yeah, septuagenarian. Thank you, thank you. So, you know, uh, but like you said, every decade brings something new and different, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sister, brother, student, um, wife, parent, Mm -hmm. um, career person, you know, all these roles that we play. Friend, girlfriend. Those, mm-hmm. are, yeah. So so yeah. The but the years have gone.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> but you know what though? <laughs> I think I I I think you get to the point where you realize that you have. You get to the point where you realize you have. Um, uh, I hate to put it this way, but less time in front of you than you have yes. behind you, and I right. think that that was very sobering. That was very very sobering. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're more of your life is you're looking at life. Um, there's more in the rear view than in front of you. Yeah. Um, at this point, and that's that can be pretty sobering for sure, Tammy, because you start thinking about the mortality.
0: Yes. You know? Yes.
1: Um, which is. You know, i i entered drop in 2018 jackie you know about drop i know for sure i know you do too yeah
2: because Thank i girl. didn't get in it <laughs> i mean i, I wish i could have but the timing yeah. was wrong. yes i know about drop
1: yeah <laughs> so i went in first first eligibility as soon as i was eligible i was like no hesitation i'm going in mm-hmm. and it would have been from a financial perspective it would have been really good to have stayed in for five years but you know what I don't know how many days are in front of me mm-hmm. and I chose not to continue for money when mentally I felt like I was compromising too much.
2: Okay.
3: Mentally.
1: Yes. So it's like, you know what? I'm not going to stay here in five years. So I did too. And that was good enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got out. That's cool. I, I would probably be a basket case if I'd stayed any longer. I would have been in jail.
2: Mammy <laughs> knows about that. Oh, she really knows about that. Oh,
0: you know, I, and, 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 I, and, I, and I and I and I totally get it because I think about when I when I left my good government job. Right. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> probably almost. Well, yeah. Back in two thousand six. Two thousand yes. six. Yeah, before yeah.
2: me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I left. I
0: left. Yeah, I left my good government job, mm-hmm. and people thought I was crazy. They oh, yeah. Thought, yeah, it was kind of like, what in the world? Um, but I yeah, I don't know where I would have been if I had stayed. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It would that. not have
1: been a good place for me because um I I was <laughs> yeah, I was not in a good place. So I had to make that change.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and definitely you know the, for the better. The money the money becomes it's it's like it, my sanity is worth more than money. Mm-hmm. But um Jackie, I know you said that um, financially, you wish you had been more aware or whatever, but you know, don't beat yourself up about it.
2: Hopefully you're not beating yourself up about it. Well, you know, I guess I can't because <laughs> what's done is done. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, but no, but I'm not, you know, I enjoyed it. It was fun, it's done. So, you know, kind of look forward to some more fun and whatever. But it's just one of those things mm-hmm. that, I, Tammy asked, what would you tell your younger self that you know now?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's, yeah, that's definitely
2: cool. more about money.
1: Cause I think, yeah. I guess just who we are, you know, we, I, I don't ever remember hearing my mom really talk about money, money. and do with money, mm-hmm. um, I know she knew I was frugal. She told someone one time she didn't worry about me with money because I could squeeze a penny so tight Abraham Lincoln would cry. So, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) she had confidence in me with dealing with money, but I I don't think, I think I could have learned a whole lot more. But yeah, you're right. Telling yourself about finances, to go back and tell your young self, that would be awesome. Because we all probably could have been retired in our 40s. We have money through our hands. Money has come through our hands in our lifetime.
2: Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I just, I just sent something to Carolyn. Um, <laughs> I'm going to let her introduce herself. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn, I
2: Carolyn.
3: am fighting with this computer. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we see you. We see you struggling. <laughs> I have two monitors here, and I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to look at, but only one has the camera.
2: Okay, back. Yeah, we see, we get yeah. right there. We we'll see. You. We
3: see you now. Uh-huh. I have two monitors uh-huh. here. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. You, need to you look like you can it down at the bottom. Oh, yeah, yeah right there. Though. Perfect. Perfect. Right there. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, um, introduce yourself. I'm Carolyn Greiner. I think I know all, I do know all of you, aka Honey right. Bun. Yes, yes. Okay, well, you know me very well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, honey bun might just be honey now. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, I know, la- right? she ain't the bun no more.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to leave the carbs alone for a while. Oh, yeah. I'm there slowly incorporating them back in my diet, though. Mm, hey. So, that's the honey without the bun right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, Mm
0: -hmm. so yeah. So we're talking about who do you Mm -hmm. think you are? So who do you think you are, Miss Carolyn?
3: Oh, I think I have two personalities simply because I'm a Gemini. And I guess I can describe myself as very outgoing. I do have emotions that go up and down. Some people say, I guess it's what twins. And I do have two personalities. One is called Carolyn. One is called Joyce. One is professional. One is thuggish. It depends on what situation I'm in. (laughs) So so I guess it just depends on what situation I'm in, which one's gonna come out. (laughs) If I'm at work, I could be Carolyn. But if you bring Joyce out at work, she will come out at work. So (laughs) so, Joyce wants to in both worlds. Excuse me. Excuse (laughs) (laughs) And the reason I say that is because I I have a degree in finance and I went in law Mm -hmm. enforcement. And that's when my inner personality oh, really? came out. That's why I found out I had another personality, mm. the side of me, and then that professional side of me. So <laughs> I have two. <laughs> yeah. That's funny.
1: <laughs>
3: that's pretty much me. <laughs> I haven't met the I
1: haven't met Joyce yet, so I mm-hmm. think that's a good thing. Yeah.
3: I try to leave Joyce with the law enforcement side, you know. That's oh, okay. bad. I, that. I try to leave her there. But sometimes okay. she come out. Yeah, <laughs> she peeps her head every now and then. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Try to keep her dormant. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, we're gonna yes. we're gonna play a game with I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna just throw a word out and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. y'all just take take that word. Um speaking of who do you think you are? The word is, when did you, when, over the years, looking back, what was that defining moment for you when you said, I'm grown?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to adulthood, (laughs) I'm I'm really Uh, grown.
3: (laughs) uh, Oh. Okay, I guess, well, I guess I can go first. I guess my reality hit when I moved out of my out of from home from Alabama to Florida. Um, Didn't know anything. My sister lived here, but she was working, so I pretty much had to learn Florida on my own. So, Mm -hmm. I guess the I had to go into survivor mode. Is either I'm going to make it or not make it? Because she can't take off work to show me from point A to point B and take me to class and show me around campus. Had to learn on my own. So I guess that was the part where I realized, hey, this is welcome adulthood. You were so such a hurry to get out of the house, now you're out. Mm-hmm. This is what she warned you about. Once you get out, you're gonna wanna come back, but you're always welcome, but just know, you're in a hurry to leave, but just know you can always come back, even though you think you are grown enough to be out there. But <laughs> so it's not, have- but it
0: sounds like they gave you the, that gave you the foundation to say, okay, yes. so even if I make some mistakes, okay, right. it's not like totally done, I could <laughs> exactly. go back. However. Okay. I'm I'm not not. going
3: back to show that I can.
0: Okay. All right. There you go. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, gee, I think I knew I was grown probably. Yeah. I'm going to say, um, when I moved to Florida too, uh, from Connecticut and I, yeah. And I was like, people were telling me, Oh, you know, she's not going to be down there that long. She'll be, she'll be there about six months. we give her six (laughs) months and she'll be back. And so for me too, that was the motivation of, well, since you put that out there, I'm going to have to show you that no, I'm not running back home in six months. (laughs) so (laughs) things happen because I remember, um, I was taking, my mother had come to visit and, um, I was driving, drove her to the airport and I was coming back home and literally got like almost T-boned on the way home. And, Uh um, yeah, wow. yeah. And it was kind of like, so, you know, what what do you, what do you do? You know, so I, you know, let her know about my car that had got almost T-boned. And at the time, I had to drive that said car. I had to drive it for a while because it wanted so much to fix it. And um, the person that hit me didn't have any insurance. Oh, wow. So That's I ended wow. up, yeah. So I ended up getting a sticker that says stunt driver and put that on the car. <laughs> and, and drove- <laughs> <laughs> I drove the car. I was grown. I had to make it work. Stunt driver. At least the window rolled up. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> yes. Window rolled up and the and the door still closed, but yeah, welcome to adulthood. You got to do what you got to do.
3: Yes, girl. I remember driving that car to college with that bumper hanging off. I said, I don't care. I'm getting this degree as <laughs> long as I get the class. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's what counts. <laughs> yes, they used to make fun of me. I'm not gonna park close to your car because it may scratch me. I said, I don't care because one day. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you
1: arrive at the same place they did in that same the very same car.
3: Uh-huh. So yeah. Yes, they <laughs> do <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> when did I realize I was grown that's interesting you know the one I guess defining um moment for me that I was grown and it was more like oh these responsibilities oh my gosh mm-hmm. um I had finished uh grad school actually I have Before I finished grad school, I got a job at FAMU in my field. So that was like in March. And I worked. And unfortunately, through Reaganomics, I lost that job in August. So i had been on my own, you know, in grad school living alone. So I had to go back home to Jacksonville. So, yeah, I did go home. But, you know, job loss. So I was home and um, looking for a job. So I found a job. After just a couple of months at the back then it was junior college in Jacksonville. And so they needed my transcripts. But let me tell y'all, I was so broke that last year of grad school, even with the job at FAMU, that um, I kind of didn't pay my rent on campus. (laughs) So (laughs) FSU put a hold of my accounts. I couldn't get my transcripts. So my mom in her infinite wisdom, um, she had the money. I needed some money. It was, a, when I think back now, it's was like, wow. It seemed big then, but I think it was like two, $300 or something like that. So <laughs> she made me sign a promissory note and had my sister come over and notarize it. I'm like, excuse you? Like, I'm not going to give you your money back? I got to sign a okay. piece of paper? and that's when it hit me look if this will never happen to me ever again never and it hasn't but that was the reality that you know what you made a decision you couldn't pay for the the rent at the time but um oh you're gonna pay me my money back (laughs) so it's like you know what i got this job for now End up losing that one because of Reaganomics again. So two job losses in one year. But once I left, I came here to UCF after I lost the second job and I have not looked back. That's when I realized I can't stay home with my mama. I got to get out and I do whatever I have to do to make sure I don't ever go back there again. (laughs) So that's when I realized, yeah, you good and grown because you got bills now. (laughs) You know, you better make it work.
0: So- you know, it, it's interesting that you use the term "good and grown" because I think I, I had that, I had that experience too. Again, Florida, moved to Florida. I used to like, you know, I could borrow money from my mother, and you know, you didn't have to pay it back. And then it was like, oh, oh, oh! I, so I got to pay it back now. You know, <laughs> yeah. you really, you really are requiring me to pay it back. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because at one point, she used to be like, yeah, you know, pay it back. But then she'd give it back to me. So, no, it was like, no, you have to now pay it back. It's not coming back to you. Ooh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That that was crazy when she did that because the whole time I was in college and grad school, I never asked my mother for money. Never. She never had to do anything. And so for her to, you know, say, maybe sign a promissory note is like, I got you. I ain't going to (laughs) be here
2: long. I think for me, there were, there was one that first came to mind, but a second one came to mind that definitely precedes the first one I had in mind. The first one, despite chronology is college of course. And, um, my mom and dad paid for because I was out of state from New York to North Carolina. But back then, back, back then, the, the tuitions weren't bad. So my parents paid for it. I didn't have to pay any kind of loans or whatever, whatever. But I was down there, uh, you know, close for four years. It might have been the junior year, maybe. And I was trying to learn how to drive. So one of the campus guys that, you know, I was hanging out with or hanging around with, he had a car and he was going to teach me how to drive well I got I had learned a little bit in New York when I was at home with my dad but you know I wanted to practice so he took me out one day and I was driving and I was coming right back to the door and you know how when you turn the wheel and you turn a little too much <laughs> and there's a pole right there just waiting for you <laughs> yes I do know that yeah Okay, you get the picture. I was yeah. there stunned, like, what did what just happened? I looked at him and he says, he's like this. Oh God, oh and when I saw that face, I knew I was in, I was in a big mess. So of course, what I do, um, you know, I was gonna pay for the repairs, which I felt is my responsibility. Mm. So I called my mom and my dad explained what happened, you know, hey, you know, you know trying to learn how to drive, you know, got this boy's car, messed it up a little bit, you know, I need some money to get it repaired. And they said, oh, oh, really? (laughs) Oh, oh, no. You down there, we're sending you down there to school to get education. You down there trying to drive some people's cars? Okay. And I'm paraphrasing. I don't know exactly what they said, but it was pretty close. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They said, okay, Uh, no, we're not giving you money for it. Oh. No, if well. you need to pay this young man. You better figure it out. That's paraphrase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I said, oh, my God, I'm, I'm really jacked up. So what I did, I had to put on the, the big girl panties, panties and be grown and say, OK, the only way I can pay him back is to get a job. So mm-hmm. I got me a little job on campus that paid whatever it did, but I worked and I'd worked enough time to get the money to pay him back on my own. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but it was when they, when they said, oh, oh, oh no. No, we're not doing that. And it's my mother, of course, typically. <laughs> uh, I knew I was screwed. I knew I was screwed. <laughs> oh, but that was a big lesson. That was really a, a big life lesson for me. I think I was probably about 20 by that time, about 20, yeah, junior year, somewhere in there. So yeah, that's, that's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to go up the, up the, up the,
0: up the years a little bit. And I'm going to say, when, how did you know when you fully accepted yourself? (laughs)
2: Hmm.
0: If you had to give it a, a, an, an age, maybe where you were like, you know what, this is
3: me. I don't think I have accepted myself yet because I guess the diet, I'm going up and down. So I don't think I've accepted myself yet. So I can't, that's my answer. Because <laughs> had I, I wouldn't be going on these crazy keto diet one month and something else the next. So... <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, aside from the, you know, I mean, you know, be, be, being healthy and fit, because you know what, when I think about it, there was something in my head, like a switch went off and said mm-hmm. at 40, like mm-hmm. 40, I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm this is me. You know, can't, take it or point, leave it.
1: <laughs> I think I got to that point, probably it was, i, I was going to tell you exactly when I thought it. I, it was when I turned 50. Yeah. I was yeah. working at the courthouse and you know they have a little limo bus that you know goes around downtown and we used to take the limo bus to go somewhere to eat. And um I walked out and the limo bus was getting ready to take off and I almost started running. I was like, wait just one doggone minute. I ain't running for no bus. I'm 50 years old. I ain't running for no bus and I ain't doing nothing else I don't want to do. Period. And that was it. It's like, this is me. I'm going to do
0: what I want to do. I'm 50. So to me, it was an age
1: thing. It's like, no, nobody going to tell me what to do.
0: Yeah, it it got stronger. (laughs) I would say it it, it got stronger at 50. (laughs) So 50 was like, wait, wait, (laughs) wait, hold up. (laughs) What you're not
3: going to. do? Yeah, that's me. (laughs) Well, I guess I'll say 52, because that's when, I guess when the girls moved away from home to college, that's Mm -hmm. when it hit me. I got to get more healthier because I'm in here by myself for one. Mm -hmm. And for two, it's time for me to live my life now.
1: Yep. Right. So
3: Mm -hmm. I'm in that stage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To get on board
3: or get, get out my way. You need to get on board or just step on up my way.
0: Yep. yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah no there was something very freeing about about 50 and, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and you're right and, and 50 was kind of like i know what i'm i know what i like and i know mm-hmm. what i don't like and, right. and 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 the age of you know and when i say compromise like you know compromise on some things but other mm-hmm. things it's like no sorry yeah well that
2: yeah. took me a while that you know because i'm 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 I guess as I got older, I got more game for anything. I'm gonna say, if someone wants to do this, as long as it's not harmful, I said, okay, let's do it. Or, okay, let's do it. But I think Mm -hmm. it was recent in my sixties that when, and especially after I think I hit a wall and I said, wait a minute, okay, I'm trying to do this and that and the other with different people, different events. And I was running myself ragged. Mm
1: -hmm. And I said,
2: wait a minute, wait a minute. I need to know how to say no. Yeah. yeah. That's, and I think, and that was my sixties cause I was trying to do it all. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I had gotten to the point and Tammy knows, you know, kind of like when I just, or maybe you didn't realize I just, just hit a wall. Like I can't do all this. I, you know, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I have to say, I have to learn how to say no. Mm-hmm. In a nice way, but you know, I just can't go, or I just can't do this, or I just don't have this, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just no, like that I commercial think- that comes on now. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what though? Um, what is it? Sh- Shonda Rhimes has a has a book called um, I think it's my the, my year of yes or something like that where basically she said get more yeses to things and I, and I you know and I remember kind of reading reading some of that book and I'm just thinking you know what I want my yeses to be yes and my noes to be no so that I can fully fully show up for stuff if I said yes I want to be able to fully show up for things and, and you know, be open and, and not have that you know that dreaded feeling of you're doing something because and you don't really want to do it right 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that was yeah, so that was, you know, that was that was very um that was very fulfilling, I think for mm-hmm. me. Um, standing in your truth. And actually, did we cover everybody when which when you kind of came into hey, when you came into yourself? <laughs> <laughs> You know, because when you think about the evolution that, that we go through as women, trying to figure out who the heck we are
3: over the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And trying to be what other people want you to be. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Another oh, thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
3: Who do I, I need I myself to to at a lot when mm-hmm. my
1: daughters left, when, when both my daughters left home, I kind of found myself asking myself, who am I when my daughters both left home? um <clears throat> for college. This is in maybe like 2010, 2011 mm-hmm. Um it's like, hmm, because what you do is you work, you come home, you take care of your family. That's what you do, because that's what you gotta do. It's what you signed up right? for. Yeah. But then when they were gone, it's like, oh shoot. Uh they're gone now. So what am I gonna
0: do now? So now what? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you just have to find yourself again, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I think I, yeah, I remember kind of going through that as they got older and kind of even now, I mean, I still have people at home, but mm-hmm. they're, you know, gone are the days of, oh, hey, we're watching movies on Friday night or, oh, hey, we're <laughs> doing this or doing that. It's kind of like, no, it's me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've, I've really been intentional about trying to repurpose my time to really dig mm-hmm. in and do those things now that I've always wanted to do and be, and, and embrace it and be and feel good about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's you're right though it's a you got to get your mind right. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. You do. Yep. I agree with you there.
0: Mm. Another another word I have down here is reimagining.
3: Mm.
0: I mean, I think at some point, yeah, we we kind of had to reimagine ourselves.
3: Hmm. I would say for me, reinventing myself because I guess because I didn't really have a life because my life was surrounded around my girls to where when they left, it was pretty much like I was going through like withdrawals because I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So then I started putting more focus in my health and exercise and cycling. And I think that's what helped me cope with the absence of them being here. So (laughs) even now when they come home and visit, I'm on the bike trail, they already know. They look in the garage, or so her bike is gone. She's on the bike trail, and that's what I do. That's that's me. That helps me cope with the loneliness of missing them. And and when I'm out there, I can clear my mind. I can think, mm-hmm. and it's even better when you have other people riding with you. Mm-hmm. It's the same,
0: and you know, and I and I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you saying that because I think I went through the probably around yeah, in, the, in, my, in my obviously my fifties. But, you know, I had been I've been cycling, riding something, you know, all my life. And I found myself saying, you know, where are the black women that play. <laughs> <the> black. <laughs> you know, I, want, yeah. I want to play. I need somebody to play with, you know, because again, kids, kids growing up and everything. And it was kind of like, all right, um, you know, you get tired sometimes riding by yourself. And so, right. um, you know, it's kind of like when I heard about, you know, black girls do bike. I'm like, what? Um, you know, there's, there, you know, there's, there's women out there that actually, you know, like ride, ride bikes and do, you, you know, so that, that to me was like, a, oh, that was like a lifesaver. It really mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Yeah, to, to do that and to challenge, yeah, and to challenge yeah. yourself because mm-hmm. I'm sure Carolyn, you know, Jackie, too, you remember, you know, you remember when maybe a five
3: mile bike ride would have miles. yeah. And it was worse when I was doing the Black Girls Do Run because I started with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow! And I was like, my knees cannot take all these miles running, so I said, Do y'all have a Black Girls Do Ride like bikes? <laughs> so that's when I started cycling, because I was yeah. like, the, all this running is killing my knees. But mm. so that's mm-hmm. when I switched from the running with the with the Black girls group and started riding.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: You We the 15 mouse every time we run. I was like, no, I can't do that. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, no. <laughs>
2: that's mm-hmm. a lot. Not too much.
0: That's yeah. a,
2: there's no way I can do it at all. No
0: way. But you know something, though, Jackie? Oh. The, the other Jackie, Jackie J, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> you say you say that, but you know what? I remember when Jack, Jack, Jackie C, and I started riding, and I mean Jackie, remember those early rides? And, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just kind of like you know, she had a bike at the house. She came out. She rode. Mm-hmm.
2: She came out. Yeah, and she rode. I was
3: yeah.
2: crazy. I wasn't referring to the biking. I was referring to the running. When Carolyn said she. You were running?
3: Yeah, I was 15 running. 15 miles? No yeah. way. They would do intervals. They would no. do intervals. Seven and a half out, mm. seven and a half back. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Nope. And no, I, lived, I, I used to run. That's track, why but I, I said, I can't do it. That. That. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know,
0: uh, but the beauty of it is, I'm going to say, I think at this age, we can still, at the ages that we are, you mm-hmm. can still
1: challenge oh, yeah still do oh, it yeah, yeah absolutely yeah i mean yeah. i walk four miles four days a week
2: wonderful
1: Every morning at five in the dark with my bicycle light. <laughs> 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 not riding but walking yeah. and i love it we need it i mean it's me and my husband do it it's it's i definitely need it
0: mm-hmm. and, okay mm-hmm. and, and speaking of um Let's talk about that. When did you decide to embrace health and wellness? Oh
3: gosh. Mm. My, Actually for me, oh, okay, Carol. Oh, good. Mine was fifty. It seemed like it hit me at fifty that I need to do something.
1: Mm. Um, I was in my late forties and it was not because I was unhealthy. Um, that's when I lost my sister at age 54. Um, it was actually a picture of health, but you can't look at people and decide whether they're healthy or not because um, she, she died from a heart attack. Yeah. Wow. Um It was in what, 2005? Yeah. So she was undiagnosed, diabetic, Mm. untreated, hypertensive, Mm. and she was a smoker. So the biggest thing, though, is that she had no health insurance. Mm. So she didn't go to the doctor. She did her best on her own. um, But when that happened you know, I went to a cardiologist, <laughs> you know, thank God for open access health insurance. Because <laughs> I went to my family doctor. I told him about it. Went to a cardiologist. It was like, you know what? You, you got to do better. Um, and, and her story is part of what, what really in 2008, um, made me decide I wanted to work towards Barack Obama's campaign because his push on healthcare. Mm-hmm. And, um, I thought I still do think it's important that everybody just have the basics because if she had the basics, she could have had a physical, and maybe they would have detected some of those things Mm -hmm. that were Mm -hmm. happening that could have led her to not smoking. That was the biggest, biggest. So it's like you know what? I got to really pay attention to my health because I'd like to live past Mm -hmm. Mm fifty-four. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was twenty, what fifteen? No, it's two thousand twenty. Yeah, Fifteen years ago, this month is when she had the heart attack. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she died in October. So yeah, you, you got to, and you know, it, and I also learned that it's not about all, all about the weight per se. I was just it's what's going on It's, it's what she it's was it's not. If she weighed 120 pounds, I would be surprised. Oh yeah, that's oh she was yeah. she was not heavy at not, all.
2: Not heavy at all. No.
1: So it's not you it's not the weight, it's what is going on inside that body and what you're doing to it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, and not having, you know, health insurance was big too.
2: And not
1: have right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. yeah. Actually,
0: I was just looking at an article um, talking about some of the health disparities for for black women. And I mean, it's talking things that we take for granted. Well, certainly Mm -hmm. maternal maternal mortality and injury rates, Um, Mm -hmm. disparities in infertility rates and stigmatization and access to to uh, fertility care, Um, uterine fibroids, like uterine fibroids get get us, you know. (laughs)
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Thirty minutes yeah, does.: I'm sorry, ladies. Um, my workout partner's here. I'm sorry. Okay. I got I'm, I'm making sure she get on track, so <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and, and I think you know what and, and speaking of even the, even the, the, the working out part, I think when you have accountability people in your life that help you to, you know, just, you know, check in on you. Yeah, it's like, hey, come on, let's go go for a walk. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: But um, another interesting thing, though, when it comes to um, health disparities.
3: That's too fast. You got to slow it down. Oh, I should turn my audio off. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Let me turn my audio off. Okay.
0: (laughs) Black women are underrepresented in clinical trials that require consent. Mm-hmm. And are overrepresented in studies that do not. It's funny
1: you say that, Tim, because I was listening to um, the news about the um, COVID vaccine and how um, there are not a lot of underrepresented people, mm-hmm. minorities, that are in the trials. And the way they the way they talk about it is like, you know, well, they just don't they don't participate. And Nobody really, I wonder, I can't say for certainty, but I wonder if these scientists and doctors and whatnot ever think about the fact that we don't trust, Black people don't trust the healthcare system. We've been, you know, Tuskegee Experiment, Henrietta Lacks, you know, all of that. It's like, we don't trust y'all because y'all have been using us for experiments forever. So why should we? We don't want to take that chance. We'd rather take the chance with whatever is going on, rather than being in a trial. So you can kind of start considering us with these medications and vaccines and whatnot. That's a huge, huge um, stumbling block to us getting to the point where we don't have as many healthcare disparities because they just kind of like go on and don't worry about it. But they, what what really needs to happen is somebody somewhere. We need to, they need to kind of restore the trust and convince white people to participate in these things and be really transparent so we will be inclined to participate.
0: Right. I right. will
1: never, want, I, don't, I don't ever want to participate in a trial because I just don't, you don't, know. You don't, know. I don't know.
2: You don't know. Yeah, you don't trust. There's yeah. No.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. this book I got, my daughter read it. My daughters both read it and I got to read it. They were like, Mom, be ready. Um, it's called Medical Apartheid. Mm. Mm-hmm. And apparently it's pretty, it's pretty deep.
0: Yeah. I was just actually looking for um, the article. I have to find it about, um, I guess he was, he was an early, you know, gynecologist. Um, but what he did, he did a lot of his um, research on, mm-hmm. on this one black woman. And a lot of the research now that or not, a lot of the, not just the research, but a lot of the surgeries and things that he did, he did on this black woman. Was that Henrietta Lex? No, no. In fact, I gotta find it. With no anesthesia. Oh,
1: I've heard of that. Yeah, Yeah.
0: no no anesthesia. And she was the guinea pig for I mean, many of the medical interventions that are used Mm -hmm. now. But this woman and every time I think about that, it hurts me to my soul that, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So yeah. So when it comes down to you know something like COVID, and oh, come, you know, we need we need people for the clinical trial. Like, uh <laughs> no, I don't think so.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: You know, some some medical personnel are very aware. And uh, I remember I first went to my gastro um, gastro doctor to do the the colonoscopy at fifty. Um, he sat there. I'm I think he's I'm not sure what his ethnicity is, but. Um, I think it might be Egyptian, I'm not sure. But um he said black people and Hispanic people need to be screened for colon cancer at 45, not fifty. He said he said so clearly, they did those studies on old white people. They don't they don't I'm telling you what I see in my practice. And so he was right. I mean, look at Chadwick Bozeman.
0: Oh, I know, I know.
1: So yeah, some doctors do educate themselves and no better than what, you know, the guidance is
0: from CDC or National Institutes of Health or whatever. They look at what's happening in their practice. Which is not really based on us. I mean, even, you know, blood pressure medicines, a lot of those medicines are, mm-hmm. are um, they were developed using, you know, white males. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so they don't work on us. Um, right. You know, and that's the sad part. Or you're taking a dose that's not really, you know, developed for,
1: mm-hmm. you know, black women right right it kind of makes you question all these guidelines like what is appropriate bmi what's yes. appropriate pressure you know what is appropriate numbers for diabetes and whatnot how do you know that that's what is appropriate to this particular group of people if those people aren't being studied you know
0: we don't know yeah 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 we don't know um let's see well The other question or word I had, I wanted to talk for a minute about um, COVID lessons and women of color. COVID lessons and women of color. Whoa. Hmm. Well, we know we're getting it more than everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I mean, the one thing we do know. <laughs> um, Jackie, COVID wow. lessons and women of color. Carolyn, COVID lessons and women of color.
2: Oh, oh COVID,
3: COVID is- lessons is- and women
0: of color.
1: Hmm. Um. Mm, I don't think we fully know right now. I mean, we, we the numbers are showing we get more than others, but I don't think it's over yet. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. we, we still have a lot to learn still. Um, so is that what you're talking about as far as that or just the attitude towards it or? Well,
2: what, I think I
0: think, I, I, I think it was a level of of awakening for for mm-hmm. for, for black women, um, mm-hmm. particularly because if you think about it, we had covid. We had Black Lives Matter. We had, um, heck, who who are we now? You know, who who are we? Um, I don't know if I can describe it. I think I think COVID and when the world world stopped and all of that, mm-hmm. and and then and, and like to the point that we got to stop and see everything, and we weren't caught up in the busyness anymore of of life yeah. and all that stuff, and we just got to see, and we got to see our own selves in light of um, Mm -hmm. institutional and systemic racism. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay, so you want to know what we think about with the COVID as it relates to how black women are living today, thinking- Or or
0: even even how it impacted, how when you think about it that way, how it's impacted you, how it's impacted how you see yourself, how you see yourself, how you move in this world, um, as a black woman in a in a pandemic, um, dealing with
1: well, you know what kind of sort of we we live in a pandemic. I mean, come on, there's Yo, some hostility like yeah. out there towards black Beach. people. Yeah, the lack of respect for what we know and what we can do and what we contribute.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
2: we've been living the pandemic since we've been here. We've been yep. living a or z <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> pandemic. So it's kind of like. I don't know. You know, it the yeah, same, it's the like, same day, same S, <laughs> different day. Different day. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you that right, it's kind of like, well, yeah, it's. I, this think, it's, is, I think this is life nice. for
0: us. <laughs> no, I no, I totally agree. I totally agree, and that and that for us, you know, we got we got used to it. We got used to it yeah. this this is you're right. This is our life. But you know what I'm seeing though? I'm seeing a lot of women now ready to unpack that, ready to unpack that and ready to kind of just reckon with it and say, you know what? Mm -hmm. It's almost like no more, like no more, no more. I'm choosing, you you know, y'all may have a pandemic, but I'm not going to be living in a pandemic no more. And so, you know, from that standpoint, I'm going to be me. I'm going to wear my hair the way I wear my hair. I'm going to go to work and I'm not going to worry about, um, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to worry. I'm going to say about Karen and Hannah and anybody else. I'm going to be me at work <laughs> and be yes. my truth.
3: You hey, know, Joyce.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: Joyce. Yeah,
3: Joyce, come out. <laughs> I think it's more racism now. I think they can be more racist now simply because they're saying they can't see your face.
0: Oh, you're talking, oh, you mean with, with
3: the, oh, because yes, of the a mask? The COVID, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, and mistaken identity.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
3: But I think if, if
1: for Black women, we've been coping with some things that it would it break a white woman in, in a heartbeat. But to me, I know that we are survivors. We have coping skills that they know not of because they've never had to deal with some of the hard things we've dealt with. Yeah. So to me, we should feel even more confident because, okay, COVID, all right. We know how to, the new term, we know how yeah, to bring it. Out. it. We know how to pivot. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we know how to survive, Uh and this is one other instance of how we have to just make those adjustments and survive. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, job losses, all this stuff. I mean, things happen to us more than others. So, I don't know. I I think we should feel pretty confident about who we are and how we have handled things because of who we we
0: are and
3: yeah, yeah, we we are strong
1: women. We are strong. Okay, we gonna get through this,
3: <laughs> and, I think and we ain't jumping them. off no
1: buildings, That's exactly. We, you know?
3: <laughs> and I think it's also sending us back to our natural roots. We're eating more natural now, right? We yeah. should have been doing anyway,
1: right? We're eating more right.
3: Gro- food from the ground, yeah. cooking Legs more. Should have been, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: like like what I was saying earlier. I mean, I mean <clears throat> right now with I don't I can't control what happens, and you know. Too much of these other places, I mean, they have health standards, but mm-hmm. just cooking my own food, you know, I feel a little better. <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: you
1: know, mm-hmm. Growing some, grow, growing me some herbs and stuff. Right. All right. Yeah.
2: right.
1: Legal herbs. But that if is. you yeah. think about
3: it, back in the day, that's what the ancestors did. That's all they had. Yeah. Right. And then right. they didn't have all this mess we have now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah, we're. I think we're coming out of. We're gonna come out of COVID as Black females. We're gonna come out stronger. Oh
0: yes. I, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and I think we're gonna come out more authentically. Mm-hmm. More, more authentically, and by that I'm saying because I think this time has allowed people to get in touch with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even in the yeah. loneliness or the isolation. But, 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 um, you uh-huh. know, get get in touch get in touch with themselves, and mm-hmm. um, you know. It, get in touch with themselves to be more um to kind of wade through all the i'm gonna say all the junk Mm -hmm. you know and and assess assess kind of who's in the who's in the wagon with you um I'm, i'm taking a little bit of a quote from steve harvey's book that time but where he's talking about who's in who's in your wagon because um, there's some people in your wagon that are just riding along, and then there's uh-huh. some people, and and, and when you and when you stop, when the wagon stops, and you look back, they got their feet down on the ground like they were helping to push. When they, <laughs> and then when the wagon starts up, they they cross their legs again, and they just riding. So you know, you get to look at it like who's in the wagon. Yeah, yeah, who's in the wagon? So yeah, yeah, yeah. time time to assess, time to time to you know, again mm-hmm. time to pivot but, but right. yeah, put it in a healthy manner. Mm-hmm.
2: So I, I think that COVID has um, definitely impacted the Black women and, and really all, everyone, but in a way that I don't know that we have experienced the kind of loneliness and isolation that mm-hmm. we can deal with. And I'm telling you, it has played havoc with a lot of women I've talked to they may not come out and say it how it has mm-hmm. affected them, but they're affected, you know because we're such social beings that's mm-hmm. who we are and that's who we think we are, mm-hmm. and they're out and about in a normal manner, and I think you know shutting down
3: that's my we had to
2: do and, uh, uh,
3: what the
2: uh <laughs> and, her, and her exercises, but um, uh, it, it has, I think, yes, we, it's probably brought on a lot of introspection for a lot of Black women, you know, because here they're locked up in their homes. They can't go anywhere. Uh, maybe some people will call. Some, You know, it's interesting. I was going through this thing this summer where I, I said, well, where are my friends? Nobody's calling me. And it's like, well, maybe you're not calling them, you know? So, <laughs> so you know, I, I just said that kind of in a funny way. And of course it, it really did happen, but I think we're feeling a lot of isolation. Yeah. And and, yeah. and that's, leading, that's leading to some touch depression. Oh, anxiety. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my girlfriend sent something just two days ago. Uh one of the actresses came out, oh, Gabrielle Union, I think,
3: mm,
2: mm-hmm. and was saying something about, Or was it her? It was just recent, I can find it, but how they, they're, they're just depressed. She, she just said flat mm-hmm. out depressed.
0: No, and I think for, for many people, again, the busyness masked a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Again, the busyness masked the people that were in your life that you thought were contributing. Mm-hmm. And I think for, for many people, the loneliness the loneliness, and then being with people sometimes maybe that you don't necessarily want to be with are people that don't feed your spirit.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I just put it that way. People that don't feed your spirit, <laughs>
2: spirit um, yeah. you
0: know, and, and then having to figure out how to, again how to pivot how to how to how to survive how to thrive in that kind of a you know in that kind of a situation but but Jackie though you know, you're, you know you're right there is a, a lot of depression and, and and anxiety out there and i think even as we talk about who do we think we are the bottom line is who do we think? Because, again, as as the Bible says, as a, as a, as a man mm-hmm. thinks in his heart, so is he. So, who, you know, got to pay attention to those thoughts and then be willing to to pivot, to do some things differently. Because sometimes you got to be I think I wrote a blog called When the Calvary Doesn't Come. You got to be on Calvary. You got to be on Calvary, you know,
2: <laughs> Be your own Calvary. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and, and I think in and and you know writing that was just so like whew for me. And I and I said I hope it I hope it's a blessing to other people, but doggone, you have to be your own Calvary. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes Help com- helping coming. The one yeah, help ain't coming. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> There's a book out there. It's, um I, I started reading
1: it um on, on the Libby app. Um Something about they're not coming to get us or something like that. Um, that's made me think of that. Yeah, no, there's no help coming. Yeah, figure it out. It's like your yeah. parents told you, Jackie, you that, got to figure right. it
2: out. That's exactly, yep. You got to yep. figure it out. That was a bad and, and that, feeling.
0: <laughs> but, but, but that's where you got to dig in and find and find your joy, your inner joists, and go, all right, now I've got time to come out swinging, but I'm getting through this. <laughs> get out of my way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we
1: all need those. We need those those moments in our life because they help shape who we are now. But if you if you just just imagine, you know, they were painful while we went through them, but we came. We learned some things um, about ourselves through those moments where we had to figure it out. We had Mm -hmm. no one to rescue us or bail us out or anything like that. You just had to figure it out, and that that's. I, I don't think it seems to me like it would be impossible to go through life and not have had those experiences where you just had to figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. that, that, that person is, um, I don't know, either fortunate or they're, they're lacking. They're, they're going to lack something because there's going to come a day at some point in everybody's life where you got to figure it out with no help. But you know
0: something I think that's the stuff that builds the foundation that Mm -hmm. builds the foundation and when the foundation is cracked because you haven't had those opportunities Mm -hmm. to figure it out and to dig in and and find out who the heck am I and Mm -hmm. and and even what how do I think how do I think how do I see myself right the foundation the foundation is um Mm -hmm. is not going it's not going to hold the house
1: yeah
0: it's not going to hold the house
1: Right. And some people don't get to that until well into their life. That's the unfortunate part that you know you got people who are in their fifties and sixties never had to because well he's in the White House actually. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I mean yeah, that's a good everything example. here, here. And what do we what what do we get for that?
2: A sociopath.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> Even in, your, in rearing your kids, sometimes there's things they run into, decisions they make, and they look into you to bail them out. And it's like, mm. like your parents. Your parents were smart. My mom was smart. I was pissed, but okay, I got over it and I learned how to, you know, figure that things. The, that was a lesson.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you remember them? Them lessons they used to say. What doesn't? What doesn't? Um, kill you. Yeah, you, make it stronger. Strong. <laughs> make so, so we, we all got strong, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> We got strong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like James Westman used to say, I'm strong. You strong, I'm strong. You strong, I'm strong. <laughs> yeah, we got strong. You're homeboy, oh. Carolyn. <laughs>
1: homeboy, Carolyn.
0: Yeah, I she... <sighs> she... Be pedaling away. Yeah. Yeah. Taking me tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I think I think we're we're ending on a really good space. And what I love about it mm-hmm. is we just we just chat and we went around, but we came up to a good place. And I think we yes, came up yeah. with some, you know, with some things. Hopefully, like I said, it's a blessing to us. And I wanna mm-hmm. thank you all because this was the birthday edition. Um uh-huh. Right of the, of the who do you of the who do you think do you are? Think you are? I like it. <laughs> yeah. <right.
3: laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. So, yo, great. so so, thank you all. This was great, and um, you know, we'll see what the finish ah, finish looks it? like. So, thank great. you all. Okay. All right, y'all have okay. a great evening and a great thank weekend.
3: You. All right. All thank right. You. All right. Bye, thank ladies. You. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Bye. As we make our way through life. We need a mirror, a roadmap, or a sounding board. For additional information and resources about this podcast, including blog posts, videos, worksheets, and discussion board, visit my website, therapyunchained.com.